0: Listener production. This is The
1: Rush Hour with Avian and Elliot's podcast. Rush Hour.
0: You know what? I never thought I'd see the day, but I think my husband, Alex, is changing Elliot. In what sense? Okay, so famously, if I go to any event ever... I just don't even invite him because I know he doesn't want to go. Like I go to a lot of footy stuff, which is wild because he is a footy nerd. Like I'll say, "Do you want to go to the Dolphins launch with me or the Broncos?" You know, ceremonial. He'll always say no. He's like, "No, no, interest." So I've started just getting into the habit of not even asking him and inviting other people. That's fine. It's not his jam. I got to go for work anyway. No big deal.
2: I don't like him either. Though when I know I, I love footy. I just those events are not for me.
0: A wanky, but no. He... I don't think it's wanky. I just it's too much. You know, hanging out with socialising. Yeah. But you know what? Yesterday there. Was one, and he actually got a bit up me for not inviting him. Mm. So I was invited to go to the basketball with the Townsville Blackhawks, <laughs> like the group of coaches for them, which is Terry Campisi, yeah, uh, Adrian Pertel, a couple of like New South Wales, Canberra Raiders, greats. Yeah. Uh, and I immediately thought, nah, he's not going to want to go. He's playing golf earlier that day. Anyway, I just won't. I invited someone else. Has he
2: got a new golf friend?
0: Yeah. Who's he playing with? Oh, wouldn't you like to know? Well, that's why You're I asked jealous. you. You're It's this guy, Jared.
2: Stuff Jared. (laughs) I just wish I didn't hate golf, but I do. It sucks. Anyway, keep (laughs) going. You'll
0: find your middle ground. Anyway, I was getting ready to go to this event, and he was like, where are you off to? I was like, oh, this is where I'm heading. He was like, oh. I actually would have really liked an invite to that.
2: Well, I mean, it's sitting there (laughs) watching sport, I can see why he would have wanted to go.
0: How is it that different? He was, like, really off it. He's like, oh, so you just invite other people? I was like, mate, this has been five years. Of course I've invited someone else. Has
2: he been to the basketball with you before? Yes. And enjoyed it? Yeah. So you didn't think
0: to invite him? I don't think he cared about the basketball. I think he wanted to talk to Terry Campisi the fangirl over him. One of the great niche
2: five eights of that. You've got to... Okay, people that have never, ever spoken to or met Alex, people say, oh, I love footy. Alex is... Nerd. Alex could tell you who the starting lineup for the Brisbane Broncos was in, in round three, 1992. That's yeah. just where he's at.
0: Mate, I said, I'm going with um, Terry Cambisi and Adrian yep. Pertel. He goes, Adrian Pertel has a sushi restaurant yeah, in All
2: That's the kind of <laughs> shit I mean. Yeah, you did him dirty. You should have you given like him the op- know. You asked my partner to go, who doesn't sports ever, over your husband. Yeah, but she's
0: so fun. Yeah, she's the most fun. Yeah, she's more fun. She's always my number one. <laughs>
2: that's fair. <so>. Anyway, <laughs> uh, radio show today. Let's have a look. Uh, Kevin Walters, live from Las Vegas. The Brisbane Broncos are there, ready for action to kick off the NRL season for the first time ever in Vegas. Looking forward to that. You're going to hear it on Triple M. MMM. I, th- I think the games are at reasonable times. I thought they were at stupid AM, but I was checking the app before. I think the first games at... Five thirty Queensland
0: time in the Arvo, and then yeah, because the diff the time difference is obviously yeah. astronomical, but when it adds up, yeah, it's like at the moment it's six forty p.m. in Vegas when yeah. we're recording this at five forty p.m.
2: Queensland. Uh, anyway, looking forward to that. Um, also, uh, what else do we have in there? We, we... you gave
0: everyone constable. Oh yeah, positions? everyone was a
2: fun police for the day, taking calls on things that aren't illegal but should be. My favourite bit of today was um was swapping uh, friendship bracelets. So.
0: Yeah, that was cute. I Actually, go them. check out our friendship bracelets on our yeah. socials at Rush QLD. You can have a look at them. Maybe don't let kids see. No, I
2: reckon, I reckon learn
0: the hard way. You know One I mean? of them's all right for yeah. kids
2: to see. Actually, maybe we'll talk about this later in the week. Uh, I was I caught up with some friends on the weekend. Uh, I know i meant to be going, but whatever. Um I caught up with some friends on the weekend for dinner, and I've got a nine-year-old, a six-year-old, and a just-born-year-old, uh, And <laughs> and the... The nine and six-year-old, whenever they, the parents swear, they have a dance for each swear word, which I think is the best thing ever. <laughs> so apparently when, when they drop the F-bomb, the kids do that Gangnam style the dance. Oh, my dance, uh, and they That would the, entice
0: me to never swear.
2: Well, apparently it is that bad that... F-bombs have decreased about 60% in their household. So brilliant from the children.
0: I saw another method on TikTok where this woman would take her daughter into the bathroom and say, like, you just said a swear word. Mm. I want you to say all the swear words now and get them out of your system and then I'll come back and no more ever unless you come into the bathroom and say it by yourself. And so this little girl who's like four is standing in front of the mirror and she's like, crap. (laughs) I'm just yelling at her, and her mom goes, Are you done? No, no, I'm not done.
2: It's not a bad idea, the swear corner. Who? Yeah. I quite it's like very it. Very cute. Kids. Yeah.
0: I think that will be my approach.
2: I was trying to, because the, the just born year old hasn't uttered its first word yet. So, be, so
0: you were trying to sabotage
2: it. Yeah, I, was, I, was going, I went with Gooch. I thought I just looked gooch to be great great So, what, were
0: you just sitting there with the baby being yeah. like, gooch, gooch, so gooch, 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 we were,
2: gooch, gooch? We were driving for ice cream <laughs> and, the, and the ba- they're a Samoan or the dad Samoan, so he's a big nuggety baby. And I was telling, saying the baby was going to be a famous UFC fighter one day. Don't know how we got to gooch. We did. And, yeah, just gooch, come on, gooch. And there's a couple of times where it looked like his lips were pursing to say it, but he'd actually shit himself.
0: I wonder if you could fully d- – I could do that with my kid. What? Like sabotage it to not a- say mum or dad Absolutely. first. Absolutely. Like, Let's do it. What's a great first word? Gooch. I don't want it to be gooch. If yeah. you keep thinking of something better, I'll yeah. allow it. I'll play your audio to it every day and what's stuff.
2: What's the bit in between the gooch and- Do you know
0: I can hear you now? So you can start yeah. saying it now.
2: Well, your baby can. Yeah. Gooch, gooch, gooch. Gooch, gooch, gooch. We can do better than gooch, Luke. Newcastle Knights.
0: No. That'd be good. Yeah, it's, it can't say, Mum, but yeah. it could go, Newcastle Knights, yeah. previous, two times. Very good. Andrew Johns, what a goat.
2: My God. Anyway, enjoy the podcast. We'll talk to you soon. This is Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. I always talk about trifectas, AB, uh, in, in a gambling responsibly sense when you you know, you know get three horses, I'm whatever malted. it is, and, and it's the best day of your life and whatever. It's meant to be the best thing ever. I don't know. I'd, I'd, I can't relate. I don't right, do that. Right. I do, just not well. Um... Last night, I hit the unholy trifecta. Um, and, and a mate of mine told me about this. I didn't know it was a thing. It was when three awful things happen, Not just one after the other, but all at once.
0: Well, we say this all the time. Bad things come in threes.
2: Yeah, but normally it's like, Good you know, things come in once. Y- your car breaks down. And then the next day you rip your pants. And then the day after that, you, I don't know, fall off a house. Um, <laughs> bad example. You know what I mean. Last night, all was all you're friend once, of yours? <laughs> I was on a flight. Uh, from Gold Coast to Townsville last night. I did Bonza, by the way, who were outstanding. Shout out. I, I don't. They say they're a big Australian company. Everyone on, on the flight that worked was Canadian. Uh, but anyway.
0: Well, everyone Australian is in Whistler in Canada, <laughs> so we just switched.
2: <laughs> really nice. Um, but the issue arose, and I'd never had this before. I, I first of all got the screaming baby on the right-hand side of me that just mm, yeah. didn't care what was happening, was just on one, the, and then threw up, and then there was that stench of baby throw up. On the left of me, I had a bloke that I think started lifting weights in the womb because he was the biggest, musliest person I've ever met in my life, so much so that he took up his seat, and because I was stuck in the middle, and half of mine, and his shoulders were basically in my neck, and he stunk. And then on top of that, and I'd never had this individual before either. I had the kicking child, the four-year-old straight behind me that for an hour and 40 minutes just had their feet right in my back the entire time, despite their parents saying, you know, Harrison, Harry, stop. Harry, stop kicking that man's seat. Harry, stop. That man will flog you. I won't. He's a child. But it was a good threat. Didn't work.
0: Why didn't they physically stop the child? Well, I think you... I'm cra- not even a parent yet. I'm, judging their, but yes, but, they, I'm judging their parenting. But yes, I'm judging their parenting. They tried their best. Physically restrain the child from kicking you. What? One holds one leg. <laughs> Correct. You just flip him over, don't
2: you? This kid was like, you know, Hannibal Lecter when he has the face mask on it. Nothing could have held him back. If there was a way out, he was going to kick the you know what out of my seat. He was horrendous. He was horrendous. All three. I mean, yeah. look,
0: that is rough. Yeah. Obviously the baby Like, were you nice yeah. to the mum of the poor baby? Because I, I feel so sorry for her in those circumstances. She's sitting there with the baby going, yeah. what can I do? Yeah.
2: I, I kind of tried to give her a reassuring look every time I looked over at her, but I think she thought it was the I'm checking you out, mum, look. And <laughs> she looked at me funny, so it didn't go particularly well. That's just how balance. your eyes work. I got it's resting weird. checkout face. <laughs>
0: Now, the word of the month definitely has got to be eras or errors. As everybody has seen, Taylor Swift doing her eras, eras tour. Right. Everyone's friend or cousin or daughter or niece or whatever has been attending that concert. And I want to talk about eras right now because off the back of Blink 182 performing, a lot of people in that sort of 35 to 50 age group yep. reliving their youth. It's a real nostalgia moment. You know, there's been people who I know who are proper suits now, getting on their black T's and their Vans and spiking up their hair like they used to back in the days. One of my friends, though, he went to the Blink concert on the weekend in Sydney. He's never grown out of the Blink face. He just wore his normal clothes. He still wears the Vans. The punk rock look from early two thousands days. He just rock. refused to ever leave that era. Have you got someone in your life, Queensland? I'm one triple three five three, who you want to dob in? Who's just stuck in an era? Maybe they're a hippie from the sixties. They always embrace that. Jeez, I've got a friend who's pure seventies. Absolutely love. She looks like she stepped off the um, set of Almost Famous, the movie. She wears like the real boho. Never changed her style. Right. Just loves it. Sticks there for good.
2: My grandpa was like this. Uh, George Burnett Lovejoy. His name his family. Name. Family born in Bundaberg, Burnett River. His you know oh. family name. Um, he was I. He died when I was twelve. But apparently, a lot like me in terms of stubbornness and yeah. You know, he achieved a lot more with his life. though so. so born in nineteen twenty-five thrived in the 50s and after the 50s would only wear 50s get-up. Even I remember at the back end of his life in his 70s and whatever, he would wear, you remember those really old sort of Hawaiian-style shirts they wear back then? Oh, yep, tucked in. If he was dressed up, he'd have the suspenders. He had the bowler hats from way back and he said that was the best era and he just still lived in it. To be fair, it was. Mm.
0: That one has aged well. Mm. If you were like, okay, I'm going to go full 80s forever, (laughs) it's a bit questionable. Dob someone in who's stuck in an era, Queensland. They still commit to that time of clothing, whether they be punk rock, hippie, whatever it
2: is. Sorry, I don't care that much about clothing. I, I care about lifestyle too. Did he live the 50s lifestyle? Absolutely. He swore by never going to the doctor, and he only drank Coke and coffee until the day he died, and he almost made 80, so get stuff, doctors. You know nothing.
0: (laughs) We want to know, Queensland, if you can dob someone in who has been stuck in a certain era. It doesn't have to necessarily be punk, any of them in particular. We'll go to Townsville first on 13353. Fabian, you've got a close mate you want to dob in?
2: Yeah, mate, I've got a very close mate who, um, we literally born in the 80s, raised in the 90s, and he's had a bowl cut since 1997, 98.
0: <laughs> and it's a choice, uh, not like a parent in uh, inflicted No, thing.
2: I, I think it's always been his own choice. He always thought, um, he got a few girls back in high school, and I think, uh, though his wife now, I think yeah. she must have had a thing for Nick from the Backstreet Boys,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and the middle part. Does he have the middle part as well, Fabian? Uh,
2: he had it parted in the middle, yeah, and I always yeah. said that question to him. We always used to sing that song to him, tell me why. <laughs> Fabian, it's it's a very fine line too and, and similar sort of timeline uh, with Lloyd from Dumb and Dumber. Is, is he yeah. more looking like that than Nick? Yeah, I think you yep. might even have the chip in the tooth as well. <laughs> Jeez.
0: I, I'd love to know, Fabian, does he actually go to a hairdresser or get this and get this done? For anyone who watches Mr Bean out there, that the, mm. the, the, the iconic scene where they put the bucket on the guy's head and just cut mm. across, or do, is it a self-job at home? Well, I think back in the day his father used to do it, but now he's um, married to a hairdresser and I think mm. she does it. She still continues love with to, the ball. I'd love to
2: know a reaction <laughs> when he asked for that too. That's wonderful.
0: When, when he said she, he got a lot of ladies with that, I was yeah. like, are we
2: sure? Probably just the one. Are we watch.
3: sure. Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elias.
2: Joining us live from Las Vegas in between hard training sessions, I hope, putting his feet up. In, I don't know, jacuzzi. I have jacuzzi pool. Maybe playing cards or something? No, he wouldn't be doing that. He'd never. He's too good of a man. Of the Brisbane Broncos, Kevin Walters. Hello, mate. How are you?
3: good oh, g'day, guys. Yeah, excellent, thanks. Yeah, having a great time over here in the US and looking forward, obviously, to, to Saturday's game. It should be a beauty.
2: Is there a real possibility? The aim of the game here, Kevy, is, is obviously to make the NRL a, a game that is followed more in the US. Do you genuinely think with two sold-out matches it could happen?
3: Oh, well, it's, I guess it's starting those building blocks. Like, everything, you know, you need to start somewhere and, and put a line in the sand. And the NRL have done that with um, four teams playing over here on on Saturday night. I mean, if you're a rugby league fan uh, anywhere in the world, uh, you know, and going to Vegas is is quite exciting for everyone as well. So it's a good match-up for people to to come along, watch some rugby league and also enjoy one of the... uh, America's greatest cities.
0: Let's be realistic though, Kevin. Compared to the other teams, you've definitely got the squad of heartthrobs, the one that all the, the, the players that all of the girls are going crazy for. You can spend two seconds on TikTok. There's Reese Walsh dedicated channels. Do you feel like the Broncos are really carrying the rest of the NRL in this? <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's a great question. Um, look, yeah, there's a lot to be said fair. about the personalities in our team and, and the way they go about their business. And I know we are a, a very popular team, but unfortunately, that doesn't win your footy games, does it? So, but we are leading the stakes there. I mean, we've got some highly, uh, some, some guys in our team, particularly while leading the charge, you know, um, and also Jordan Rickey, Pat Carrigan, um, <laughs> these sort of guys. Um, they're brilliant footballers also. Quite good looking.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. So there was a cool. video the other day that this American woman said, I want Jordan Ricky to come over here and I'm going to steal his passport so he can't go home. <laughs>
3: Oh, can you track her down? Let me know who it is.
0: Sure Keep an eye that out. Does not <laughs> yeah.
3: And, you know, Ezra Mann's a, a, a nice looking young man coming True. through the ranks as well. So this, we're, we're filtered with um, thousands of players at the Broncos over the years. Yeah. It's
2: like you and Wendell back in the day, Kevy. Um, <laughs>
3: genetics. Me, no, yeah. No, but um, at the moment, yeah, we have got a very young and exciting team, and, and uh, they're great to watch you know, the way they play their footy, and they're also very, very good people as well. And we're enjoying the hospitality over here in the US. It's certainly different preparation to one that would yeah. be, you know, in Australia, but it's good. We're all enjoying it and all enjoying each other's company.
2: Talk preparation, then Then you're hoping to get the job done uh, come Saturday, your time. Once it, it's said and done, if you, you get a win on Saturday night... You and Alfie, you and Alan Langer <laughs> together in, in Vegas, the Wolfpack <laughs> reunited. Uh, is there a red-hot chance that you paint the town?
3: Well, if there's a City Rollers over here somewhere we can find, that'd be even you know, um, better. Yeah, look, look it's all, all the focus is heavily you know, yeah. on the game. We understand after the game there, there will be some some fun to be had, but we, we've got to get the job done first and play a Yeah, a good team. We're up against um, the Roosters who are, you know, they've got some superstars in in their mob as well. So it is going to be a great contest. And, you know, um, coming over here has been a great experience for all of us. As I said, there's lots to do, you know, in Vegas. Uh, I'm sure our guys will, you know, play well. And then, and then um, see what happens after after
0: the game. A see call. a Celine on show, and then call it a day. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: hey Kevy, cannot wait Good. to see what you can do with that squad uh, come this year, mate. So really looking yeah. forward to, to watching your team roll out round one as well. Appreciate your time on the rush hour.
3: No, worries. thank you. And up the Bronx, hey, let's go, Bronx. <laughs>
2: What I've actually loved from the last couple of weeks, A.B., and and I am the furthest removed from being a a Swifty, as they call them, as anyone could be. But But you
0: paid a bit of tribute to them on Friday. You said that they were lovely kids on the flight with you.
2: Yeah, I saw some at the airport. They were great. But but I'm not a a Taylor Swift fan whatsoever. What I have loved via my social media is seeing the amount of my mates that are big, burly tradies from right over regional Queensland that have gone down with their kids um, to the Taylor Swift concerts Mm -hmm. uh, and have – Absolutely loved it. I've gotten texts like this is amazing. I don't know any of the songs, but the outfits, whatever's great. And, and what I notice is that everyone that's come back has come back or was wearing at the gig all these big friendship bracelets. Apparently that's a big Taylor Swift thing. I that's
0: how Travis Kelsey got her.
2: Oh, he gave her a... He gave a, her a friendship right. bracelet. So I've, I've got... Yeah, again, like I've got a mate that's a Bricky. lives in Mackay at the moment. He's got six different friendship bracelets <laughs> that his daughters and whatever give him, which is amazing. So um, cute. Even we heard the other day from Titus O'Reilly from the Sports Bazaar um, podcast. He works with the great Mick Malloy. Even Mick Malloy got into it.
1: Mick's not a huge Swifty but came away a huge Swifty but Freaky. he handed me,
2: <laughs> this is true, he handed me uh, two friendship bracelets which shows you, you know, which everyone oh, wow. swaps friendship places and one of them said beer and the other one said kebab. It was amazing. Everyone's getting around it. So challenge today for us. You know, they say make one for someone that you're near and dear to was AB was going to make me a friendship bracelet. I've made you a friendship bracelet, which by the way. I never thought this would happen. Beads and whatever <laughs> are so difficult to put all together. I know. I don't Very know finicky. if I
0: tied it properly, so it's definitely fragile. Can I have the one from you
2: first? Okay, I'm excited right. to read what the messaging is. I don't know about Chuck this. it here. Oh, it's beautiful. There's so many colours. We'll put these up to Rush Hour QLD on Instagram. Oh. <laughs> mine. What
0: does it say, Elliot?
2: Mine says champ. My least <laughs> favourite word in the world to be. It called.
0: says it says champ in two different letterings. It does. Yep. There's the letters, and then there's a hanging champ as I well. I thought
2: we were doing this properly, as in something we really thought about the other person. Mate, that as was if yours
0: is going to be better.
2: Hundred percent. Okay. It took me half an hour to find all the bits and bobs for this one. As it reads. Shit
0: for brains. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't feel bad at all.
3: Guys, this Friendship, was a, this right was words. supposed to be a fun, wholesome activity.
2: Hey, hey, what did you expect but, from us? Put your us? hand up if you had fun because I did. I thought it was awesome. I'm <laughs> a Swifty, baby. <laughs>
0: Now, this has got to be an early contender in 2024 for Queensland's dumbest criminal. A would-be thief rushed to hospital on the Gold Coast. Uh, The man in in his 20s kicked a window panel of Narang Library on Saturday night, really badly cut his arm, was taken to hospital in a critical but stable condition. So basically, he was trying to steal books. (laughs) Does he not know (laughs) that you can just take them? (laughs) never the, return them. Sometime,
2: never return
0: them. I mean, that's a crime, but it's easier than breaking into the library, right. surely.
2: I mean, the hiring process can be difficult at some True, libraries. True, you do have to,
0: like, actually give identification. Yeah. But, mate, like, I've yeah. got Blockbuster videos in my cupboard. <laughs> Wait, you never return? I only discovered them recently, but, yeah, that's a good 17-year overdue date. You know, block. I think Blockbuster, producer Luke, does it still exist as a brand? I don't. There's one, I think, in North America. one, yeah. I, Are you going to ring them I, and no, s-
2: get them I, to chase me for it? I think we should find those videos and send them back. That's the right thing to do. Are you sure you didn't buy X Rental?
0: No, flats? no, no, no. Because I. This was a saga. It right. was the Great Gatsby. We were doing it at school in English. Yeah. And I was like, no, I've 100% returned it. And I, I got into a full, like, Fight. tit for tat with the. Blockbuster person. I was like yeah. cuz I'd returned a ton of videos I thought I had with them. Mm. And they agree, like eventually they just said, "Okay, maybe you did and it's a stuff up." Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we'll bring him in. <laughs> to we'll, where?
2: We'll here, and we'll send him back to North America mate, because it was Turinga Blockbuster. Bork it you, shut stop. 15 years ago. You can't make fun of old mate for having a little whoopsie doo at a library. You know, don't sto- <laughs> is it? Don't throw stones when you're a stoner. Or whatever. I don't care what the saying is, you know what I mean. Don't be an ass when you're an asshole. Same, same. This is Triple M's Rush
3: Hour with AB and Elliot.
0: Constable Love Fun Police.
2: I would like to cancel the Mexican wave. TikTok. Hiking is done. People that go into caves. I don't want to sound like an old man, but live in the moment. It's disgusting. You're an idiot.
3: It's time for Elliot to discredit and disown anything that brings people joy.
2: Now, as the lieutenant of the the Fun Police, uh, here's the gig. Things that it, people are doing across this state that are stupid and getting away with it, I lock them up. It's a great job. Uh, for example, today, AB, uh, there was a kid on my flight, on the Bonzer flight yesterday. That was the first time I Bonzered, by the way. That was great. Shout out. Um, but I had a four-year-old sitting behind me that kicked my seat the entire flight. I'd never been in front of a seat kicker. To his parents' credit, 50 times they said, Harrison, stop kicking the seat. Did he? No. You know why? That's no, weird. He was the Antichrist. So, Harrison
0: was on my baby name list. Now No, it is not.
2: Here, so here's what we're going to do. Harrison, he was about 14. I'm going to give him 14 years in prison. <laughs> what we're we going to do today. Intense. Because the power's in all... my hand. Well, you know, he's going to learn. He obviously doesn't listen to his mum and dad, but the time he's 18 or of you know, true. whatever. 13353, today, Queensland, it is my greatest pleasure to tell you, you are all constables in the fun police. Because we want to take your calls, 1-triple-3-5-3 on things that aren't illegal. But they should be,
0: like kicking people's chairs. I can't believe you've given me this honour. Straight off the bat, well, rat's not you, it's tails for everyone. Oh. Rat's tails are illegal. I give them one year to ensure that they don't grow them back. As
2: in, in jail. Cut
0: it off. Yeah. One year in prison, mm. make sure they don't grow it back in the one year. Okay. Ratties are done. They never look good. I don't care.
2: Queensland today, and this is the only day we're ever doing this, by the way, because a lot of you, I mean, I've checked your history and you wouldn't pass this hike. But 133353, <laughs> as you're all part of the fun police, my constables, congratulations. Your first bit of duty today is to tell the rush hour things that aren't illegal but should be. For example, another one. People that get shopping trolleys unload all their shopping and leave the shopping trolley in the car oh, park to sit there. Yes. Not illegal, but let's be honest, it should be five years of the slap.
0: <laughs> Your sentences are harsh, but fair. I'll add another one. Please. Socks and thongs, or socks or Massies, or whatever. Right. That's three years. Can't argue because you're a constable. You got the power. Just wear an enclosed shoe. One
2: trip. If you three, really feel the need. Five three. My fun police today. Things that aren't illegal but should be. Uh, let's go to Cairns first up. Elaine, what have we got for us? And by the way, you need to think of a sentencing. Uh,
0: yeah. Well. Mm. Got- so. I believe that fuel bells are
1: hoses should be clear. It should be illegal to have black ones so we can see every drop we're paying for.
0: That's actually true.
2: Good shout on uh, that. The only thing is there, okay, we're making that illegal from now on. That's just happened. Congratulations. That's your deed for the day. We've got to lock someone up here. And it's not we're going to lock up the bloke that's working at the BP because nah, he nah. doesn't know.
0: The big bosses.
2: Your, shush, this is not your crime to, <laughs> to send Elaine, so, who are we locking up? the big Wow, (laughs) she gets it okay timeline like a couple of years all
0: the money oh yeah couple of years easy right okay Mr. Shell Mrs. Mrs. BP they'll be in uh, the slammer I need a bit more
2: assertiveness from my constables you know Elaine's just wishy-washy oh maybe uh, I need Maverick and Rockhampton to come in firm and hard wish I'd reworded that I need Maverick to come in here all guns are blazing things that aren't illegal but should be what do you got um, people across, park across car parks in shopping centres.
0: Oh, of course. And the sentence?
2: Zip tie a shopping trolley to every single door handle on the car and then park the car nice and close so they can get into it.
0: Okay, so no actual prison, but like a physical sentencing. I like that. You ever watch the Purge movies where basically
2: you can do anything you want for one night? That's kind of the way that my office is going today. And again, I mean, this is their department for one (laughs) day only. So (laughs) let's Purge, baby. Uh, Sean in Rockhampton, welcome to the Fun Police. Congrats on your new gig, my brother. Uh, Tell me things that aren't illegal but should be.
1: Uh, I'm talking about blinkers left on a car while they're driving on roads and not actually turning. Uh-huh. Minimum six months, mate, for every beat
2: that
0: it does. <laughs> so you have to count them, do you, Sean? No, I don't count them, but mm. I'm putting away for life, mate. 25 to life. Okay.
2: <laughs> we'll bring back the death penalty while we're at How it. can
0: they not know yeah. that it's blinking? Don't they get the clicking sound? Honestly, it drives me absolutely
2: mental. See, Sean's my kind of guy. Congratulations, Sean. Today you've uh, become the 2IC to the fun police. Well done. Oh, wow.
3: Absolutely. I hate
2: thanking you. I suppose that's. Love your style, guys. Thank you. Senior sergeant? I really should know these No, things. I,
0: I actually just Googled yeah. police ranking right. titles
2: my, my to try and get more information for you. Stepdad was a cop for 40 years, and I couldn't tell you whether he finished as an that's inspector. Nice of you to show interest constable. in him. No, he did a great and job. In his career. He looked great in uniform. I just, I don't know exactly what he did.
0: Big dog. On your Sean. Reporting for Judy. <laughs> stumbled upon this video, it's doing the rounds of the last few days, posted by Queensland great Olympian Libby Trickett. Take a bit of a listen. I had someone close to us say to my
2: eight-year-old daughter today, wow, you look like you've lost weight. Have you lost weight? You look great. We need to do better as a society in the way that we speak to our young kids. We
0: need to do better as a society in how we speak about ourselves. And it's really opened up conversation between people, particularly parents, about the language that we use around weight Mm. with children. And this is something that I've been thinking about a lot since becoming pregnant, about the life that I want to bring a kid into. And it is a really sensitive subject because... When you have a kid, the dream is that you bring them into this world where they never have to hear anything horrible or think about things that are yucky like you did, ever. But it's not realistic. And it is... One of those things, though, that I think as a society, like Libby said, we could do better at stamping out. You know, conversation about weight and appearance doesn't, children don't need to hear that ever. Surely no one ever needs to hear it unless it's from a health perspective. It could be something that's avoided altogether. I mean, I remember when I was a really, really young kid, I would have been like eight or nine, an older person in my life said to me, Your breasts are way too big for your body. They're way too big for someone your age. That was in a, like at a school event that someone said that to me. What, someone related to you? Or? No, no. It was like a friend's parent. Jesus. But I went home and said that to mum and dad and, and they were horrified. Like yep. kids shouldn't be thinking about themselves in an appearance way and they definitely shouldn't be thinking them about themselves in any kind of sexual way. So mm. the language that we use around kids is really important, like Libby said, but also that we use around ourselves. Like the damage that you can do looking in the mirror and saying, I've put on weight. I'm fat, I look like crap, I'm ugly, I'm not worthy. That stuff does reflect down to your kids. So it's something I want to be conscious of. I know other Queenslanders out there are the same. By all means, head to Libby Trickett's channel as well, Libby underscore Trickett. She does cover a lot of this kind of content. But it's an eye-opener, I think. Just a reminder... That adult probably meant well, but they just didn't realise how loaded their words are. So something to think about going forward. And, of course, if you or your kid is going through some kind of difficult time when it comes to weight, the Butterfly Foundation are particularly exceptional to help. Butterfly's national helpline is 1-800-ED-HOPE, and they provide free phone, email, web support, referrals. Get onto this stuff quickly because... It can go very, very south.
3: This is Triple M's Rush Hour with A.B. and Elliot.
0: Elliot, this is really fascinating. There's this story, a murdered woman's case. It still remains unsolved 90-plus years later, and as a result, she's been sitting in an unmarked grave in North Queensland. But the locals of Air have decided that that's just simply not good enough. And joining us to find out more about this story, resident Henry Peterson. Good afternoon, mate. Thanks for coming on the show. Can you tell us a little bit about Jean Morris?
1: Well, I, I think she's had more publicity in the 93 years than than, uh, than a movie star's had today, you know. <laughs> she actually wasn't in here for a long time. She she moved around. She was a sex worker in them days, and a lot of people lured them up from Sydney. Uh, they were called pimps, or there was a special name for them, and this bloke brought her up from Sydney, and he used to get the money and send her to work and all that sort of stuff. And she just sort of went from town to town and she got involved with the Black Hand Gang, which were notorious uh, in the 1930s in in North Queensland. They they were originally from Italy and um, they they were sort of extorting money out of cane farmers, uh, uh, cattle people, whatever. If they didn't pay them, they'd maim, maim their family or kill somebody. And at some stage... Uh, She got involved with them, and she tried to break away from them, and that was probably the reason which led to her her death. In the end, um, she uh, refused the advances of the leader of the Black Hand Gang, which was a bloke called D'Agostino, and apparently he gave the order that she had to go. She knew too much about the business, and that was the end of her life at a very young age.
2: Henry, this is from 1932, this story. When did you first read properly about it? And- I come
1: across the story when I was 22, 50 years ago uh, in the Melbourne Truth. There was a story on her, and there's been numerous stories. At one stage, she was linked with the Pyjama Girl, which was a famous murder in, in Shepparton in Victoria, oh, wow. and people were thinking that she was the Pyjama Girl, and that's how, how the sort of publicity got pure. There's been that many investigations, and the story's been told over and over and over. The most interesting recent times was the ABC uh, Black Hand. It was a, a, a three-part documentary with with that famous actor, Vince, whatever his name is from it, Australian actor. He was a narrator of it, and when, when they done a story on her, it got everybody thinking again. Well, I knew about it 50 years ago. Even went out to the S cemetery in my 20s to look for her grave. And the council worker showed us where it was. And I, there was an eerie feeling when I looked at her. I said, is that all she's got to remember her life by? And then when Vince done the same story and he stood by a grave on the Black Hand TV series, he said the same thing. Is this all... We've got to remember a by And when he said that, something happened to me. Something clicked inside, and I said, I'm going to do something about it. So I rang up my good mate, uh, Paul Adore Dowson, from the hair salon in there. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we said, well, we'll give it a go. Well, so far, we've raised about 1900 with GoFundMe and local donations. It's a long way off 10000 what we believe we need to give her a decent gravestone.
0: If anybody wants to get involved, we're going to share the GoFundMe link on our socials as well. By all means, I think you will get to that goal, evidently, because it is important. It'll for take people us this a bit community. of time, but you
1: only need one, one or two persons to come up and make mm. a couple of big donations. Uh, but it's the history behind it. She was killed in air. It's the most brutal murder of any woman in Australian crime history. Stabbed 43 times, four inches deep, one inch mm-hmm. wide. It was a horrific way to die. And and the number of women that get killed in Australia every year is out of proportion. I think, like last year, I think there were 60 or 70 women got murdered in Australia last year. And that's when that. Yeah, it's a very sad story, but I hope we can do it. Uh, Everybody chips in a little bit, we'll get there. Beautifully
2: modern man. Yeah, Henry Peterson. You are a rare breed, my friend. Thank you so much for your time on the rush hour this afternoon and, and, and sharing the story of Jean Morris. Thank you.